Hey, Peter. Yo. You know, every good superhero story needs a good origin story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so the question is, are you a Thor or are you a Thanos? Uh, Thelonious. Ah. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music, advice, and inspiration coming at you. Coming at you today. We're sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com to check out all of our courses, including my new course, the Major Scale course. Big hit, Peter, for us the last week or so. Right. Uh, Actually, go- I'm supposed to say that about you because it's your course. I don't mind, man. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> Toot no, your own horn there. No, thank you, everybody, for the great feedback we've gotten on it. If you want to go p- uh, practice the Major Scale with me in all 12 keys in a variety of different ways and finally get your meep together on it, yes. now's your chance. It's good. It's. I mean... I thought I knew all the different ways to practice uh, the major scales. Actually, I do know all the ways to practice. But the conceptually, this is new for me, and it's it's super interesting, and I think it connects with people. You know, we always – it's like if you feel like you really know the basics, those, those fundamental building bo- blocks, and it doesn't get any more basic and fundamental than the major scale – it's always amazing when you can come back and and look at it through a different lens uh, and just come back and review as well. And for a lot of folks, it's kind of like a first time really getting them under their handle. So uh, uh, congratulations and encourage folks to check it out. Cool. Thanks, man. So what are we talking about today? Well, today I thought it would be fun to do like a little two-part uh, series. This would be part number one, as it were. Nice. Uh, and just talk a little bit about our jazz origin story. Nice. Uh, because I'm so, always so interested in um, other musicians, music lovers, students, anybody connected with jazz at all, like to find out how they got into the music, when they got in. Cause there's so usually... naturally we'll do yours today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so interested in others, but I'm especially interested in myself. But let's talk about me. <laughs> Well, let's start with me. <laughs> well, it's like the thing. Yeah, I got a, I got a question for you. I got yeah, a big okay. argument with okay. somebody on the other day. Okay. If you're sitting at a table, and I'm, I'll ask you this because you, you went to finishing school, right? What? <laughs> finishing school? What am I, an 18th century debutante? What are you talking about? No, they still do it. Yeah, they do, I guess. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. have very good manners. That's why I was wondering. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're supposed to be like, thank you very much, and how are your manners? Oh, you know, pardon you gotta, me. Gotta, pardon yeah. me. Yeah. So anyway, you're sitting at a table with you know, a, a myriad of people, yeah. a, a group, a group of more than three or four. And somebody says, you know, you're eating family style though. The, the plates are on the table. This is not an individual order situation. Okay. So, you know, maybe you'd like the Brussels sprouts and, I, and, and you say, Hey Peter, can you pass me the Brussels sprouts? And I say, sure, my liege, I will pass them to you. So I pass them down and then somebody on the way down that hands them before they hand it to you, they serve themselves. Is that, oh, you're already shaking your head. See? No, that would not have been allowed in my house. Really? That's no. a faux pas. That's I, considered rude. I think it's faux pas. I think I would actually. Now, do... I'm not talking about you finishing it off. Obviously, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think I would teach my kids, especially in a situation where they are a guest somewhere or we have guests. I think yeah. amongst the family, yeah, this is where you would kind of teach these manners. But I would, of course, be more lax at my own dinner table with just my immediate family. However, I would teach my kids and probably have taught my kids, or at least Heather has taught our kids, <laughs> that it would be rude to then take something before you hand it to the person who, who asked for but it. But what if you're moving so quickly that you don't even slow the price? Like, I think just I, quick scoop. I think I know what happened now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's it's not the end of the world, obviously, but... Well. I, I do think that, Ask yeah. Ask Chris Thomas about that. Ah. It's just the end of the world. Okay. Anyway, didn't want to name names, but there you go. 
All right, we'll we'll cover that in another uh, uh, episode. In dinner etiquette, sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So anyway, jazz origin story. I was, thought it would be fun to lay mine out, and basically just talk about some recordings that I heard early on that made me, you know, want to do this forever. I can't wait to hear it. But before we move on from the dinner table, though, yeah. if it's between you and Chris Thomas, though, I mean, you guys have known each other for <laughs> like forty years. I Come know, on, that's what I'm saying. It's not like you, you like he, like you're the Duke of whatever, and he's the <laughs> Prince of. You know what I mean? It's like it's right. Peter and Chris who've known each other Chris since they were kids. Chris did go to finishing school. Now that I remember, he did, he did do like a de- like he oh. escorted at a debutante. Of course so, he did. <laughs> he's very fancy. He's very fancy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't. Th- this was years ago. We we're on the road. He got on me for. I took a quick scoop and passed it on. <laughs> Sue me. Sue me. I like to eat. It was not the last scoop. That All would right. Be so uh, so we're going to listen to some some things that were very formative for you then. Yes. And I put together a little playlist just for my own convenience. But if it's of interest to anybody. So but before we get started with yes. listening to that, just when did you, your parents are both musicians. Yes. Your father played viola in the St. Louis Symphony. Yes. For years and years. Your yes. mother is a violin teacher. Yes. And so when did, I assume, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but were you two? Were you three? When did you start with music? As I started, soon as you could walk kind of thing? Well, I mean, I was hearing a lot, of course. I, I think I officially started violin at two. Wow. But it wasn't really two or three. Uh, maybe three. I, I can't even remember. And my mom was teaching Suzuki method, which is for really little kids. And I was with her because I wasn't in school yet. So yeah. she definitely had put like a violin in my hand and I was doing something with it. Wow. Uh, but I was always watching my sister play piano and my dad too. And my mom. Everybody played piano in the house. You had a piano in the house growing up. We had a piano in the house nice. growing up. Yeah. And like my mom's best friend was a really good piano teacher when we were living in Florida. Of course. So yeah. she did like an exchange, a little barter, 70s style um, where she taught her son, uh, her kids violin, violin yeah. and she taught me piano. That was my first teacher. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because they were like, you know, both my parents could play piano, but it's always good to get somebody else to teach you. But you're also, kids. I would imagine too, just you're in a musical. As my kids, our kids have grown up with rehearsals in the yes, house and exactly. musicians coming in and out and all right. this stuff. Drugs, alcohol, music, <laughs> no, and all the things that go along with it. But it just is. <laughs> music is just part of the family yeah, business. Almost. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For that's sure. That's great. And so the first song I was going to play, first tune, and really this is my earliest recollection of jazz and what really first attracted me to playing jazz. I don't know that I knew that it was jazz. I I wasn't, you know, the cool thing about it when you're really young and you like music and you hear it, especially in the kind of pre-internet, I wouldn't say pre-television stage because I was watching TV a lot, but my parents were pretty, I don't know, I, I would definitely watch a lot of TV, but I was never one of those like, sit down in front of the TV for hours. Partly, we had, we had a black and white TV until I was in high school, Yeah, which was crazy. So, like, black and white TV is not that interesting. And it was small. And it, it, it had rabbit ears because it didn't attach to cable or anything. So uh, I definitely remember liking music and just going out and playing or whatever. But this was the first song that I really connected with, I think. It really was the impetus for my, my original love of jazz. So here you go. Once or twice. <laughs> and there was a movie that came out, uh, I think called The Entertainer, when I was maybe... The Sting, wasn't it? Oh, The Sting, that was exactly. It, yeah. And I don't even think I saw it because it was probably, I was too young to I've see I've never it. seen it either, either <laughs> but all of my aunts would always yeah. say, play The Sting. Yeah. And they met The Entertainer. <laughs> they met The Entertainer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I heard this, I remember my mom had a 1975 Datsun Blue Wagon and with an 8-track player in it. She bought it brand new and she, they, it came with like hits of years gone by or something. It was just random songs, but the entertainer was on there because that was big from the movie, I guess that year or whatever. So 
I don't know. I was hearing that, and I was like, wow, I love, I love the way that sounds. This recording I just played is actually from a piano roll that of Scott Joplin actually playing. A lot of people don't know that that exists. He recorded on the roll. Of course, there's no dynamics or anything, but the time and everything is the way that he played it. That's awesome. So next up, um, any questions so far? From no, I mean, I okay. feel like that's, that, that is very common to my story, too. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm putting my playlist together here of, of my origin story, which will be part two. Yes. There's also some Scott. Well, you're doing that while we're doing No, 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 no. Right, no I'm multitasking. Saying, well, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, I think it's a very common thing, especially yeah. for pianists, especially if you've gotten into jazz. It's, it's almost impossible to ignore how important ragtime is to the development yes. of our instrument, not just for jazz, but oh, for yeah. any pianist. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the, the branches that came off of what that genius did is yes. incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so... The next thing that I remember kind of consciously hearing and being like, oh, wow, I, I want to do that. I want to hear that. I, I, I love that. You know, it's like you take a take a bite of peanut butter and jelly or something like, OK, I like this. You know, you're a kid, but you just you attach in a very visceral way uh, was a record that my dad had. Um, but this cut, for some reason, just really did it for me. <laughs> Willow Weep for me? Willow Weep for me, yeah. Art Tatum, yeah. Art Tatum, yeah. live. Piano starts here. And the whole record's great. I mean... Oh. But I remember being like... I wasn't thinking about improv... I, I was playing... I was playing piano a lot, like classical stuff. But when he, I remember when he goes into the bridge here in a second. That was my first kind of like, whoa, swing. He's already swinging here. Um. Yeah, but I think that was just like the first time I really it's funny because it's not so much the incredible technique and everything, which is amazing on here. But this is not like the flashiest Art Tatum by far of, of many different things. But I think it was just that groove and that feel. And I love the way he played the instrument. And I was just like, wow, That's, it's an amazing arrangement. Yeah, it's an amazing arrangement. That's yeah. great, man. Well, I mean, to have Art Tatum as an early influence must be. So how old were you when you're listening to that around the house? I mean, I was my dad listened to that record a lot. He loved that record. Um, so, but I was probably like 11 or 12 when I really was like, wait, I want, I want to maybe listen to it, you know? Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I'm going to jump actually not that much later, maybe right around this time, uh, to something that's completely different, but actually came out around this time. And I'm going to jump right to, hold on a second. See if I can do this. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Uh, little CB wonder. Yeah, and you yeah. might say, why, you know, how how was that part of the origin jazz story? But I'm going to jump to, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe you can do that. Four ten. Ah, there, that's good. Yeah. Huh. 
Dizzy's still feeling great. I know. And I love how, like, Dizzy's not, like... People, he, he's not like playing his bebop dude, stuff. Well, he's like, good. I'm gonna fit into what's happening no, here. Dizzy Gillespie was an incredibly adept entertainer. Yeah. Amongst being, of course, a genius bebop musician, which we think is a very artful, yes. you know, almost like bohemian, right. which he was at one point. Let but me put my beret on. He was a public figure. He was a very famous person yes. and, a, and a very like he could have this broad appeal. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I love. It. He's playing like funk trumpet on there. Really I love well, it, man. Too. He sounds great. But the reason this is part of my little origin story is I was listening to this song was big on the radio yeah um and it actually came out on the original music aquarium which was like a um that was it was one of the only new cuts on there because it was sort of a greatest hits thing yeah. i think it was some kind of stevie thing he had to do for motown but he put this track on there it was on the radio but on the radio version it stopped before this dizzy thing yeah and my sister was such a stevie fan she had gotten the album and she heard me listening she's like I, aren't you into like, getting into because i was sort of starting to get into jazz around this time or, or doing something with jazz band at school. I can't remember, but she's like, you got to hear the the whole cut. And she played the thing for me. She's like, I don't know who this is, but somebody's playing jazz trumpet on here. And so that's when I started. This is all like connecting the dots, you know, kind of. That's great. Then another big dot was connected with this. What do you know about this? <laughs> Shall we go to Miami? A little Miami Vice, maybe? No, this is not Miami Vice. It made me think of that. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the only part that you can tell it's Herbie. Like just the little thing that's like totally sort of takes it takes it out of that place. But I had this record from that's seeing, Herbie Hancock. Rocket. That's Herbie Hancock Rocket yeah. exactly from Future Shock, huge hit on the radio on MTV and everything. And that led to my dad seeing that record. And he's like, oh, Herbie Hancock, you should check him out on this record with Miles Davis. And then I heard this. Your dad had this record? Yeah. So that's the intro to Stella by Starlight live at uh, Lincoln Center, live at the Philharmonic. Uh, and I mean, I heard like Herbie's playing on that and I was just like, wow. It was a similar thing to Artem, just the piano, pianism, the the touch, the the soul, the vibe, everything. And then I just like, that was really when I started like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do this or try to like reverse engineer, which didn't turn out too great. But it never does it first. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But then I heard this cut and this... I don't know if you can jump to um, like 808. Um, I mean, this whole cut, this is all of you. This solo. Hmm. And the way they interplay, you know, Tony Williams, Ron Carter, Herbie Hancock. Like I started hearing them talking to each other. Uh. Woo. 
So I just kind of devoured all the Herbie I could find, and then you know, McCord Signers, and a whole bunch of people I kind of found out about. And then the last track I want to play was super important for my origin story because it's um, it's Kenny Kirkland playing, who I got a chance to meet. Like this is just going a few years stuff. You know, this was maybe like 1984. Mm. Um, I got to meet him when he came to St. Louis, played with Wynton Marsalis, and he was just hugely inspirational to me. And encouraging. And so I was like checking out all of the stuff that he did around this time. But it was coming out like in real time. So I went back and I think this record had come out like the year before maybe when I first really started to try to get jazz records. But it's uh, from Wynton Marsalis' Think of One. This one's a little lesser known for some reason. Um, but uh, I think is is a really good like young young Kenny. So I don't know. We could check it out like at three, about 3.30. There's some interesting Kenny stuff going on then. He's got his Kenny stuff together. Kenny Kirkland has his Kenny stuff together. But this really like typifies the sound of that. What's the name of this album? Think of One. Think of One. And this is like Burnout, the, the OG Burnout. Oh my gosh. Just playing. Remember the first time you heard this? Yeah. Do you remember what your feeling was? Yeah, I was just like, freedom. What the hell's going on? What the hell's going <laughs> on? And how could I ever do that? Yeah. I could yeah. never do that. I, I'm thinking like, how can I do that? I could never do that. I want to. I, I, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna try. It's like the. It's like being at Six Flags and the roller coaster comes around and it stops for just a minute. You're like, do I want to get on or do I want to just? And then it goes again. You're like, let me just try to hop on, but it never stops, and you just have to get on. But this was so imitated, like from this moment on to this day, you know. I think I remember. I think I remember seeing Winton in high school, and would it, would Eric Reed have been in this band? Eric? He could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been Eric Reed. And I yeah. just remember thinking, like, all right, I play piano, but I, I don't even know what that instrument is. It's happening, <laughs> like, and it was some burnout stuff that yeah. was happening, which yeah. is different from Kenny Kirkland, obviously. But I was still like, man, that's like I love hearing that, man. Yeah, that's great. But Kenny, because like he was actually doing this. I mean, Herbie was too, but I didn't see him live, and it was more. I was like listening to records of Herbie and Art Tatum and stuff from the '60s and '50s and going back. But it was like this stuff was coming out in real time, so that was super exciting. And then I just kind of ran with it from there. But those are like some of the recordings when I think back to like really touch points that 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 um, really just did it for me. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Well, this is great. I'm so happy to that we got to kind of have a. Uh, a, a listen to what your early life was like. I wonder, Peter, do you have this all in a playlist? Somewhere? I do. Can yeah. you uh, share that link with our listeners and maybe they Absolutely. can check out that Peter's be. origin playlist and then uh, maybe I can add mine to that same link and we can do it. I look it. forward to hearing yours, Adam. Oh, there's going to be some surprises in mine. Really? I, I know one surprise that's that's not going to be surprising something called Secrets by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, it was so funny. I like... I am such a sucker for like 1972 to 1978. Almost anything that happened in there, I'm yeah. totally down for. Yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> cool. Well, um, till tomorrow, you'll hear it. <laughs>